I'm wondering, because you've been traveling around a fair bit, have you ever been recognized in person yet or not? Yeah, yeah. a couple times. One time at Cedar Point. Oh, really? Shout out to him. He was super, super, super nice person. Like, recognized me when I was getting off the Millennium Force, which is like big-ass roller coaster. Super fun. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, and so then we, I met him outside the ride after he got off. We just chopped it up, talked, conversated, just... It was a super cool interaction. And then I got recognized today at Universal. Oh, shit, really? Because I ran into somebody who I saw at the Vivian Westwood store last time I was out here. Mm -hmm. So every time I get recognized, it just makes it feel like, it makes me feel like everything's paying off to a sense. Like Yeah, it's like a sign that you've made it. Yeah, no, not even made it yet. Because mm -hmm. to me, making it is a matter of making sure that all my people around me and all my friends, mm -hmm. once they are all up and we're all up together, that's when I'll say I made it. Because I don't ever think I made it. I'm never going to say I did or anything of the sort by just my own ways i was always surrounded by good people a good environment just surrounded by such good artists and producers and everything and it's just a really good community so until i'm able to uplift that community and give them the same type of platform i have right now then i really don't think that i'm up like real shit that's why i'm just so heavily focused on like yeah i may be i may have more monthly streamers than, than this artist but if this artist is hard i'm gonna work with them regardless because numbers don't mean shit numbers are just numbers like you shouldn't let those get to your head or let anything get to your head it's a matter of what you do like you can have a million streams on spotify and have that only come from one song right you could have a big ass fan base but only for one to two songs it's about the quality of the music and what you make rather than the fucking quantity of how many followers or listeners or anything of the sort that you have and i think that a lot of people are blinded by that nowadays and it's like when you're up is being up and just getting to a higher place is a thing that it's different for everybody to some people hitting a certain milestone on instagram or soundcloud or spotify is that's when they're up or to other people it's when they sign their first major major label deal or to other people it might be when one of their songs goes crazy like goes platinum or something along the lines of that when all it is is just what you wanted to represent mm -hmm. it's really what you want to make of it and to me it's I'm not shit without my friends, so I'm going to bring my friends with me all the way to the top. And once we all there, that's when I can say that I'm up. I don't really care for the status or anything of the sort like below that. I just want to make sure that I can provide for my friends, family, and those who surrounded me and care for me when I was not at the status that I'm at now, even though it's still pretty minimalistic, like lower status compared to a lot of artists. Yeah. Yeah, you've been pretty vocal about that in the past, and I think it's honestly a really like admirable quality about you because I think a discussion that's popped up in the community a lot over the t over like the course of even like the past couple months is the fact that egos have kind of come out of the work as the scenes continue to expand. So I'm wondering, like, I'm sure there are some things that you miss about maybe when the scene was a bit smaller, when it was a bit more tightly packed. Yeah. Would you say some advantages and disadvantages of the scene ex exploding to the extent that it has? Yeah. Um. Biggest disadvantage is having people immediately categorize us into the word hyperpop or, or categorizing us and putting every single song that somebody might make under that label or under the Digicore label. And I, I like Digicore more because it's better. Like, I explained that in the SoundCloud shit and everything like that. But Yeah, not to mention Bill. Yeah, yeah, Bill. Like, Bill is such a pivotal and vital part of the community that people need to understand. Like, half of the reason that people are hip to some of the smaller artists in the scene is because of Bill and there's articles and the shit that he does for SoundCloud and the shit that he does for the whole community. And so big shout out to Bill. Also shout out to um shout out to UVC. Like that was a really big starting ground for me. That was the first out of state show that I ever did before the Austin show. Before this show. Like before all of this stuff. UVC was my it was sort of my grounding element and it, and it, and, it, and it was a powerhouse. Like that shit was whooping ass. It was doing everything in the world. The like 
put underrated and underground artists on. And that's all that I really care for, is being able to give those smaller artists who have really, really good quality music a platform. And an, an advantage is that the community is really accepting. Like, people have made constant errors and fuck-ups in the past, but they will understand and they will do and forgive when they need to because that's what they think is the right thing to do. They're really accepting of mistakes unless you make a big-ass mistake and you don't yeah. apologize for it. Right. Then, obviously, they're not going to fuck with you for that. But if you, if you literally just admit that, hey, I made a mistake, it was a lack of judgment, I shouldn't have done or said or anything that I said that you would have done, people will at least still be able to have that sense of respect for you to the fact that you could admit to your own mistakes instead of just being like, no, I never did that. This one, two, three, like, I never did any of that. And then just pushing off the blame and the next thing you know, people see you as a fucking liar and then all that things. Yeah, like the term like being held accountable gets thrown around in a lot of different mm -hmm. realms, but I think it truly does apply here. And the fact that people actually genuinely hold people accountable, not in the sense of just like shitting on them immediately and discarding yeah. them, but holding people yeah. and holding them to the shit that they've done in the past. Yeah, it's just the community has a really good sense of constructive criticism on every level. Some of the biggest artists listen to some of the smaller artists in the scene. And then those smaller artists might give them tips on how to make their own music better. Like, I got tips from Ash on how to not constantly compare myself to other artists. I got tips from Eric on how to keep my cool on small situations and stuff like that. I got so much advice, even from, like, all my Nova Gang niggas. Like, all, all, all of them, all the Helix, like, even Goon City back when I was in Goon City. Everybody was always there to support one another, and that's something that's really, really needed. Because if you're just doing this shit on your own, you don't have anybody in your corner to go into or fall back into when you need them the most. And it's something you really need to have, like, regardless of what type of bond or family you may have, you gotta use that family to the biggest extent that you can. That's why I'm so thankful for my parents and everybody that just supports me because I don't view them as fans. I view them as people who enjoy my music and can relate to it and understand the experience that I'm trying to create. I think something that comes along with it is a higher level of scrutiny. Like for example, if you were a smaller artist, I don't think we would have to worry about the Wizards of Waverly Place remix getting taken no, down or anything like that. I'm not gonna lie, like sometimes, the small comments and this shit, like, this shit trash, this shit ass. I don't think much of it, but sometimes when you spend time on something and people comment on it in a negative way, it hurts, but at the same time, it wakes you up to the realization that you can't please everybody at the end of the day. Like, you just got to do what the fuck you want to do. Like, don't just sit down and expect people to like everything that you put out. There's albums, people, like, even people say Travis Scott's overrated or all these people are overrated when they spend time and everything that they, they, they put their heart and soul into everything that they need to do. And then they don't give a fuck about any opinion. Like, I care for constructive criticism, and I live for that. Like, I love hearing people tell me ways I can improve my songs without it being, without tearing me down or being in a negative way or anything of the sort. But when it gets to the point where you're just shitting on somebody simply because, one, they're popular, or two, you just don't fuck with the music, it's like, you, you can keep that reservation to yourself, but if you air it, doesn't it out... doesn't help anything. But yeah. if you air it out, I, I really generally won't care now. Like... It used to get to me hella because I used to care about other people's opinions, but I've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't give a fuck what people think or what they say or about me or what they do anything about me because it just shows that envy is real. Like, like envy and jealousy is real. Right. And I mean, like, something that you spoke about being there, like, having, like, regardless of, regardless of, like, size, just the fact that you're making good music is the most important factor. And I mean, something that, like, you understandably now look back on and kind of laugh is the fact that you've been very vocal about the fact that, like, your last project, not before Summer 03, uh, Secrets kind of flew underneath people's radar. Yeah. Oh, you're kinda, God. <laughs> so, like, they slept on that shit. They fucking, 
had a fucking slumber party on that shit. Right, right. And I mean, okay, personally, it was my it was my introduction to your music. Yeah. So at the very least, like, I'm thankful you put it out. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, although you're able to look back on it and now and laugh, like, I'm sure lukewarm reception is something that every artist is going to have to put go through at some point or another in their career. So I'm wondering, what did you do to yourself to keep yourself motivated when that shit, like, you know, didn't perform as well as you wanted it to? Just kept it pushing. Like, yeah, it might have flown under the radar. But at the same time, I made quality music that, like, that was a quality, like, good album. And if I can look back on that, listen to it through, and be like, okay, I could improve this better, this better, this better. I used my own, I used my own songs as criticism and, like, critiques to t- tweak all the shit that I never really thought was important. Or tweak all the shit that I really didn't look at. Like, I didn't really look at layers or anything of the sort until after Secrets came out. Because I did it on a couple of the songs, and it sounded so much more better. Like, it sounded so much more fuller, clearer, and it gave a lot more, more like, life and definition to it and it's just like yeah it's just gonna fly under people's radars like with ruthless i didn't under i didn't know if people were gonna fuck with that but at the same time i don't care if they didn't fuck with it because i know that true followers and true supporters are gonna like whatever you put out because they know that it's what you want to do it's what you want to make it's not what this person's trying to tell you to make or this person's in your ear trying to tell you to make a certain sound you're doing it because it's 100 percent you you're 100 percent being authentic i think it's important to have that sense because i mean like i'm sure anxiety about releases is something that everybody has to go through so i'm wondering like did you have any anxiety over summer 03's release did you have any sort of like going into it were you worried about its reception or anything like that or not going into it i didn't have an anxiety about it i just had a standard set in my mind for it like to me when a song does good it hits a thousand likes on soundcloud that's obviously changed now right the goalpost has moved yeah the goalpost has been moved up like hella (laughs) but now it's like if i can achieve that on a whole album and have consecutive listens and streams and like very very constant like listens and like people that who like that's i just wanted to craft an experience with it and i was sort of scared to put that out there because i was a lot more more on secret since all the bodies of work that i've done i've been a lot more vulnerable and vocal about a lot of things i really don't speak about a lot especially like unless it's to like close friends or family and now that i have it out it's like i don't know why the fuck i was stressing like i, I wasn't <laughs> even stressing that bad because i just thought people wouldn't fuck with it even though i didn't care if they did i just feel like it wouldn't be received well but it got received amazingly and i'm super super excited and just stoked for how people listen to it because i ask a lot of people what their favorite song is on there and they have their own favorite song some people it's devour some people it's smile other people's jack of all trades some other people's it's trying like obviously like just all of that stuff is just it's super cool yeah, no, and I'm very happy that you've managed to push through, you know, like sort of situations like maybe secrets going underneath the radar to get to releases like Summer 03 because you just graduated recently, correct? Yeah, just graduated. Right, and I think a lot of people in your position coming straight out of high school with such like a promising music career ahead of them, they would just forego college and be like, yeah, no, I'm going to focus entirely on music, but I understand you're actually attending university next year. Yeah, for audio engineering. For audio engineering, okay. Yeah, what just, what informed your decision to go ahead with college instead of just like blazing straight ahead with music? I just live with the mentality of you can't knock it till you try it. Like, you can't be mad or you can't, like, judge something without experiencing that said something. Like, I'm not just going to miss out on a pivotal part of my life that I worked towards for I don't even know how many years at this point. I want to go and attend that, and I want to go and at least see what it's like. If it's not for me, then it's not for me. But if it is for me, I'm going to be able to cultivate an experience for myself that's going to be amazing for me and even might even change me as an artist to become better you don't know who you might meet at college you don't know what you might do at college not like that but like you don't (laughs) (laughs) like you don't know what you like you don't you don't know what's going to happen until it does happen you can 
predict and think and have certain reservations about it but until you go and do that shit it's not like you're not really going to understand you're not going to really be able to feel and be in that moment at all right and i think a lot of i think a lot of people sort of blaze ahead with music rightfully so i think people like you know for example i understand glaive is just kind of like if i have the option to pursue music full-time i'm just going to continue with music but i think it's good to have a backup plan regardless yeah exactly because sometimes artists will be popping for like a whole year two years but then afterwards fall off the face of the earth mm -hmm. look what happened to d savage and then yeah and then no d savage coming back car d savage, savage making some heat no bat no cap in his car yeah on god in the whip stuff like that is just a matter of what you want to do like other people know that there some people drop out and they want to pursue music full-time and they make that a reality for themselves some people it just happens some people just a matter of timing and all of these things and it just happens I think a good example is like look at Beyonce Beyonce didn't attend college and for that that's why do you think um the homecoming and like all at the HBCU like why that was so right like invigorating like it was it, it was so enjoyable is because she wanted to create that college experience that she never had right and it's something that's super sick because it's like I don't want to miss out on a part of my life that this could even be the most fun fun years of my life but if i just surpass it and act like no nah, i'm too good for that what happens if this music shit doesn't work out like what happens if you're not going to be able to relive that I'm you're not going to be able to yeah, go back i'm not going to yeah. be able to go back and reminisce or think about the memories i had in college cuz they're not going to be there right. there's just going to be other this is going to be everything else besides that that's a really, really mature perspective to have. And you mentioned that you were studying like audio engineering. Audio engineering is a pretty, you know, expected path for a musician yeah. to follow down. But I understand uh, you're also um, you're also studied fashion a fair bit. I understand you went to a camp called Fa Fashion Los or Project, Project Fashion, fashion Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Shout uh, so out to you. So I'm considering. Are you considering dabbling in uh, fashion? Maybe minoring in fashion design. Um, really want to get into creating like clothes more. Like I did a merch drop and it sold out like crazy like and i didn't even expect it and just being able to have that power and be able to have that ability to give people clothes and have them wear it like comfortably around their town because they know that it's a shirt that they like right. it's something that just it's crazy to me like i just want to be able to execute the visions that i have in my head in the ways that i want and fashion is definitely a route i want to take like fashion is definitely something that i want to do because it's like shit like i said jack of all trades like i don't want to box myself in like right. it's i'd rather dabble in everything and then find out what's going to stick and what's not going to stick and then right. not even attempt to do anything at all i think that's the secret to longevity honestly i think that's a good path to longevity and i feel like something that happens like all too frequently with like artist merch is that they just realize like hey we're like no matter what design we put on this shit we're gonna sell like x amount of copies for x amount yeah. of dollars or whatever and then it just results in like like a like a good piece of merch should be like both support for an artist and also just a genuine piece you really really yeah, enjoy but exactly. i feel like it just kind of falls all too frequently into the category of like just something you like but the thing is is the fact that like people wear that goddamn shirt everywhere yeah i've seen like earlier today zeke posted a photo of himself yeah. in, in the in the shirt like yeah. that i think it shows that that, sh that that shirt is like a combination of both in a really really yeah like, profound it's manner. just cool because i embody like shit i just wanted to pay homage to like all the old old like t-shirts of like the band eras like rock bands pop bands like all of that shit because if you look at them they had flashy graphics on the front with the tour and the dates on the back but i wanted to fuck i wanted to change it fuck it up yeah. switch it up right and are there any plans to drop burnt in the future yeah there's there's i got i've been working on a lot of shit i'm super excited
we have to address the literal elephant in the room. Yeah. This, this video is being recorded, or this interview rather, is being recorded July 10th, Saturday, July 10th, 2021, yeah. literally minutes before your first performance and since quarantine began, actually. Yes, sir. So I'm wondering, what are, some, yes, what are your sir. thoughts for going into this performance? Are you feeling any sort of anxiety? Are you excited? What are you excited feeling? Excited as fuck just to do concerts again. Like, I miss this shit so fucking bad. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, I, I've been wanting to do concert again, like, ever since venues started opening up, vaccinations started. Like, that's why, why do you think I did so many online concerts? Like, <laughs> yeah, I literally hosted one today. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like, like, like my, like my agenda, um, summer solstice, Vampalooza, all that shit. I do that because it's the closest thing I could do to emulating a concert experience. And now that I can actually give that to people and do that, it's reps. Nigga. Like, I'm finna go the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You think there are any seven year olds out there listening to Midwest? I don't know. They do. <laughs> if y'all seven though, y'all need to stop listening to me. I'm not gonna lie, cause I'm not saying I'm a bad influence, but I'm not saying I'm necessarily a good. I mean, influence we're not sometimes. talking about drugs all that much here, but I don't know yeah. if this is seven year old music. I don't even. I do. think if you yeah. just listen to hyper pop at all at the age yeah. of seven, I think you very, need to go outside uh, and touch some grass. Yeah, it's very. Uh, <laughs> sometimes things get it get dark, it get violent. <laughs> yeah, we talk about stabbing people. Don't stab people. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. It's a bad thing. Unless they try to, unless they try to hurt Eric you. Eric was rapping about stabbing people when he was seventeen. Hell yeah! Braces on. I mean, hell yeah! Yeah, now people be lying in this ain't, shit. Ain't nothing wrong with some cap as long as, <laughs> as long as you acknowledge it. As long as you acknowledge it, ain't nothing wrong with a cap. Damn ain't right. Nothing wrong with it. Right. And uh, something a lot of artists in the scene are going to have to come to face to face with as quarantine opens back up is performing for the very first time. But mm -hmm. something a lot of people don't know about you is that you've actually performed a handful of times before yeah. prior to quarantine. Yeah. So I'm wondering, were there any? Lessons that you learned in those first few performances way back when in 2019 that you're carrying into this yeah. one? Yeah, crowd interaction and keeping the crowd interested is a very big thing. You don't want to just perform your songs. And, ah, but it's, uh, you want to be able to bring energy to the, like, point people out. If they're not doing anything, point them out. Like, no, I want to see you over there. Open that fucking pit. You want to do shit like that because it's going to create an experience and a personal experience and encounter with that individual. It's going to make it memorable. Yeah, it's going to make it memorable. Like, because when people think of a concert, oh, yeah, I saw Midwest perform. But if you be like, if you do all the small shit and, like, crowd interaction, jump around and get the crowd hype enough, all of that shit, it turns into, yeah, I was in Midwest concert. They had a mosh pit and everything. It just, it, it just literally alters everything it's the small stuff that matters the most and i and a lot of people think it's intimidating like i'm not gonna lie i'm intimidated as fuck for day in vegas <laughs> oh oh my god yeah oh my you're going alongside what travis scott baby keem like but at the same time it's like i'm gonna give it my all like i don't give a fuck if people in the crowd know my song don't know my song i'm gonna perform like everybody in that crowd knows my song like i'm gonna perform like they all know my music because that's what they deserve you don't pay to see a rapper perform half-assed you pay to see a rapper give their best to niggas and that's what i want to do like i don't care it's really interesting to think that there's never been like a live show where like glaive has seen people mosh to astrid and you're about to hear people scream the lyrics to trying back at you for the first time so i'm wondering as more live performances like this become the norm for the scene what do you think's going to happen to it now it's already exploded so much online as long as people bring the energy and the shit that they have in their songs out it's raps like it's gonna be crazy and i just want people to understand that like you can't just come and perform. Like for example, if Quinn were to hop on stage and perform one, two, three, four, you can't just do like one, two. No, you gotta right. bring that fucking energy. Right. And that's what I plan to do. I just want to see people blow. Up. I just want people blow up and bring out their own personal personas on stage. Some people might. Some people will be more. Some might. Some people might be like Cardi when they perform. Straight energy, hundred percent mosh. Like punch somebody in the face. But then you might also have somebody who's like Tyler, who talks and rants in the middle of his songs. Yeah. Like. It's a small shit like that. It's just a matter of how people want to perform. And I'm super excited.
Mm, yeah, I think that hunger to perform is going to carry the, the scene a really, really long way. Also, I think it's going to carry you a long way because you've come a very fucking long way in 2021 alone. So, but I'm wondering, I'm sure there's some more shit that you want to go accomplish by the, by the time the yeah. year's done. So if you can name a handful of things you want to accomplish by the, by the time the year's through, what I would they be? I uh, want to work with Pierre Bourne mm -hmm. eventually. want to work with Cardi eventually. I want to work with... Oh my god, I want to work with Pink Panthers bad. Oh yeah, no, everybody want to work with them. That's my fucking shit. That, um, and I just want to see all my brothers go up. Like, it's already starting to happen. It's already been in the works for a minute, and it's just building up and building up. I'm just waiting for it all to shoot off, because they've put in crucial and grueling amounts of time into their music, and I wanted to pay off for them, because they deserve it. A lot of people have so many unique sounds, unique flows, unique just cadences, personas that I want people to make. I want people to make it because that's what they deserve. They don't deserve to be underrated. They don't deserve to go under the radar when they're literally next next in line to be like a fucking radio pop star hit. And you know, on the topic, it feels like there's a new artist popping up in the scene every Not goddamn week. Ass. So if you could put our, our listeners onto a handful of them right now, who would you pick? Uh, Lay. Or Lee, however, however, however people, people want to pronounce it. Delete Zeke. Mm, absolutely. Camo, Exodus, 1900. Shout out Exodus, my fucking brother. Um, Casper Jam. Slade. All and over. Like, dead ass. All of them. And then, even even crazier thing is, is that there's communities inside of communities inside of communities. Like, there's so many small people who... It's like a croissant. Yeah, it's like a fucking endless spider web type. Like, you can connect anybody to anybody. Yeah, no, you're good with the music recommendations. Some artists that you've put me on to already, I can, I'm can. i going to add a couple to that list. Uh, Soul J and Sam Austin's. Yes. Both of them crazy, 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 crazy Shout talented. out Sam. Sam Austin's is nuts. Kilos is such a fucking Kilos is such a fucking good song. That's yeah. the homie. Shout out Sam. Something kind of crazy. Oh, shit. Slump! My boy. You hype? Hell yeah. Oh, I got my baby lady too. We twins. Yeah. Yes, sir. See? Yeah, man. Shout out Slump. Slump <laughs> 6. The GOAT. Shout out Santana. Shout out Kobe. Shout out everybody. Shout Angelic. Out shout out Angelic. Shout out Faiso. Shout out Autumn. Shout out Juno. Shout out Tay. Shout out Alden. Shout out Zad. Shout out Benji. Shout out Eric. Shout out Ash. Shout out Wubs. Oh, hell yeah. Shout out Alk. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout out Alk, yeah. Shout out Alk for real. Witty. Witty. Yeah. Boy, Witty. I know that motherfucker Ash is going to be on way more billboards in the next couple months. Yeah. You already... He already he already dropping merch like me too like Ash like, <laughs> Ash really Ash my bro but Ash really my bro but he kind of be watching my moves bro like why you why you drop merch right after I drop merch really? I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be honest actually when that merch dropped exactly. I had thirty dollars to my name and I had to choose between the me Cypress Grove Ash, vinyl or yeah. the T-shirt mm -hmm. and I'm sorry but I chose the Cypress Grove vinyl I see how it is <laughs> I see where you stand I think that's gonna do it in for us I know I understand you you're going on in what an hour yeah an hour yeah man big. Big shout out to just everybody who's supporting me, loving me, guiding me through this important time of my life. It means the world to me. And I'm truly thankful to be where I'm at. And I'm truly thankful for you taking the time to just of course, pop yeah. out, talk to me, chop it up. No, I'm super duper fucking. I can't tell you how. Cause this is my first show in 18 months. Whoa, that's nice. 18 fucking months. This is my first show in like two, one to two years. Yeah, Jesus. This is going to be an insane feeling, not to mention that you're going alongside an insane lineup. Yeah. I'm super duper duper fucking excited I'm for super you. Stoked. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's great. All right, that's going to do it in for us. Tune in. Let's go. Tune in.